leadership was really about developing leaders. And I really strove in my opportunities of leadership to identify in kids what they didn't see in themselves. Self-leadership can be lonely. It's hard to do the thing no one else wants to do, that no one else is willing to do. But you are not alone. There are others dancing through the fight and laughing as they lead. Let's find them, swap stories, and live through this together. Welcome to How I Live Through This. I'm your host, Ann Roach, and I'm really glad you're here. Today, I'm thrilled to be talking to my friend Orpheus Crutchfield, founder and president of Genius. Orpheus has over 25 years experience working in and with independent schools across the country and globally. His career has been devoted to helping independent schools work towards equity and inclusion, diversifying and training their personnel and boards, as well as cultivating and mentoring diverse educators for success and leadership. Orpheus's experiences as a teacher, nonprofit administrator, trustee, parent of an independent school former student, and as an entrepreneur give him a unique perspective on and a deep understanding of the needs of independent schools. He is presently on two independent school boards and has served on six others. His network of teachers, administrators, and school leaders is vast and relationships deep. Orpheus has appeared on CNN, the San Francisco Chronicle, and on NPR for his work in attracting underrepresented groups to independent schools. He has a BA from UC Berkeley and a master's from the University of San Francisco. Welcome, Orpheus. I'm really glad you're here. Thank you very much. And we're going to have to add the, the Ann Rose show. <laughs> yeah, you put that on your, yeah, put that on your bio. Absolutely. It's going on there. Absolutely. <laughs> I asked you on this season, Leaders for Change, because of the work you've been doing for 25 years, diversifying independent schools. And one of the first questions I ask is, have you always been a leader? But in preparation for our call, I was looking through your bio and you seem to have always been a leader. So the question I, I want to ask more specifically is when you were younger, if somebody had told you that you'd be doing this work, what would your reaction have been? I would be really, really surprised because of two main factors. One is that I never, I, I would never have been able to guess. I'd never been exposed to this sort of work. I wouldn't have, I, I, I just would have been shocked. And then secondly, um, I was very shy, actually, as a child. I was, um, yeah, I, I was, uh, and there were some very specific happenings that changed everything for me, and they, you know, involved particular people, and so as a child, I, I wouldn't have, I, I, I just wouldn't have imagined it, because I wouldn't have thought I had the capability to take leadership. Hmm. Can you share some of the things that changed for you, that opened up that door for you? Yeah, I mean, I've had an opportunity to think about this for a while, and it basically had to do with other people seeing something in me that I didn't see in myself. Mm. So one distinct example is at Camp Mendocino, 
which is a program of the Boys and Girls Clubs of San Francisco. And I, I've had many hats at the camp um, as a camper, as a junior staff, senior staff, leadership team, and, um, and also a parent of a camper. And anyway, when I was a camper, so we're talking the, the 70s and 80s, well, 70s and 80s, but in the 70s, I was tapped by leadership and they saw something in me uh, that I, 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 I didn't see in myself. Um, different sections of San Francisco and even the Bay Area would attend. So they, they didn't put, you know, East Oakland and Hunters Point along with Novato. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> they sort of grouped people and grouped communities and... I, so I came when it was uh, many of the neighborhoods of San Francisco, but it was a different San Francisco and it was a little bit rough, yeah. honestly. And so, but rough also um, in a weird way, I don't know who will understand this, but it can entail elements of personality, taking leadership, and even, and standing out, um, sort of who is the top person in the group, yeah. um, people vying, vying for that, that title. And so, you know, we had things like capping sessions, you know, when you talked about, you know, well, you, your mama wore combat boots, or, you know, your grandma, <laughs> you know, you'd be teasing, you're teasing each other back and forth, and yeah. whoever got the biggest laughs, you know, they were popular. And all that, and I yeah. and I, I had I had nothing. <laughs> I, I I I couldn't I, I couldn't bring it at the time. I, I didn't I didn't have the jokes. I just didn't move the crowd. So I I resorted to being good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the thing I could do is not get in trouble. Yeah. And that quiet leadership was something that was of interest and attractive to some of the counselors. Mm-hmm. And they felt that I was setting a good example. And in that way, I was uh, awarded some accolades. One is called a Green Sea. Well, there was a sea program, Green Sea, Red Sea, and Gold Sea. The Green Sea is um, uh, not something that you go for. It's something that they notice within you, that you have initiative Mm. and that you um, are positive. You're not getting in any fights, anything like that. And... um, and I was recognized as um, a quiet leader hmm. and that I had potential. And I honestly, I didn't equate leadership with any of that. I thought it was being a show off and it yeah. was being in front of everyone all the time and that kind of thing, you know. So, so and that gesture of recognizing me led me to getting my then Red Sea and then Gold Sea and becoming a leader and then actually becoming a leader at camp. And um, it's a whole long story on that. Yeah. But that's one example. I don't when, know if that's good enough. Yeah, no, but. that's great. That's thank you for sharing that. When you got that Green Sea and you saw. I was six. You were six years old. Yeah. Yeah. Did you yeah. when when you when you got that, did you did you believe it? I take it. Yes. Uh, you know, I, cause, cause I, I didn't, I didn't really 
I, I couldn't really compete with other things. Yeah. You know, I wasn't the best athlete. I wasn't um, just, I, I wasn't the best singer or I wasn't the best leading at cheers, yeah. but I was sort of overall positive and overall, mm-hmm. you know, I made my bed in the morning without being told just, yeah. you know, not getting in trouble. Yeah. And so, so I, I, I took what I could get. Yeah. If they, if they, if, yeah. if they, if they said I'm good enough, I, I, I'll take it. <laughs> I love that, like innate uh, quality, something that you were doing already then gets recognized in a place where you're told that that actually works here. I excelled at those things. And, and then what I began to understand was that leadership was really about developing leaders. And I really strove in my, um, in my opportunities of leadership to identify in kids what they don't, they didn't see in themselves. Mm. How did you, how did you make that transition? Understanding that somebody was seeing something in you and that you could do the same for, for somebody else. I think because, um, well, I, I, I thought about that, like what in the, and I, and I actually asked people too, what did you see in me? Mm. You know, and they would say these things and big words and I, I'd look them up, you know, but I didn't know I didn't know what they were. I hadn't thought about that. And and I and I and then, you know, later on in in leadership roles, um, I decided that. I can do that, though, I can I can. And I, I guess I noticed I noticed that I was seeing things in students and I talked to them about this or that and they seemed surprised hmm. that I noticed that and so years and years because you know it's been decades I've done a, a few things I just have learned to take it upon myself to look at each in general it's been kids hmm. but not only um, and let them know that I'm noticing this about you and it's um, it's it's very impressive you know, and um, and and actually awarding accolades, say on awards night or something like that, and surprising kids. Not and and not not. You know, you have you 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 have to have an element of authenticity about this, or people just can't. You know, but a lot of times I've been able to identify what they just hadn't thought about as mm. important. And um, yeah, so it's been successful for me. Yeah, I like I love that what they hadn't that identified sense. is yeah I love that that idea of what they hadn't identified as important but that they were already demonstrating. And it does it takes somebody to see that and say, no 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 this thing that you do easily is actually really important and not everybody else does that. And then yeah. and then there's a feeling of I better live up to this now. <laughs> <laughs> Because other people had seen it and because they had said, we're tapping you. You can't then let them down. I don't want to let them down. All right. That's right. You know, and in the end, that's letting myself mm. down if I do, mm. you know, so. That's interesting, Orpheus. I, that's really interesting because I'm curious about how you ended up going into independent schools. But what you've just tapped on before we even get there is there is so much of 
true self-leadership that is unrewarding, that's hard, that nobody sees, that that mm. like being good or leading, even when other people around you aren't doing that, or that's not, you know, that's not going to get you all the followers, or that's not going to, you know, make you the popular kid in the room. And I'm curious about that, because that's, I mean, that's one of the things that I'm most curious about in, in this pursuit of self-leadership. How do you show up to the hard part of true leadership when, when it's hard? And, and, and how do you find that dance to do, to do, how do you do that dance? Well, I think it's incremental. I mean, honestly, you know, that, that played well initially, just in terms of waking me up to, okay, mm-hmm. um, that's interesting. I didn't think about that. But then I, 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 at least for myself, I, but then I did start to believe it, mm-hmm. you know, and you try things out and you, you keep repeating actions and repetition is very i think it's very important um uh, build self-confidence because you keep achieving mm. and um and it's predictable because you're practicing and so i think you're building you build confidence see the other thing is keeping yourself constantly challenged mm. um so that yes you master certain elements of what you're doing or leadership qualities, but then you keep getting pushed. And then, you know, if you can find models or, you know, and now we can Google, I mean, in the eighties, you couldn't Google anything, obviously, well, who, but who you did try you to see? find models. Who were your models? Well, so at this, at this camp, there were other, it was the, it was the first time I had seen an almost all, frankly, an almost all community of color mm-hmm. in the leadership. Mm. And it was the, it was just the funniest, greatest, most awesome experience of my life and other people's. Mm. And so I saw myself, I, mm. I, I, I can do it because these other people who are like me came, came from the type of neighborhood I came from or whatever, literally look like me. Um, they believe in me and they're doing it. And in a weird way, I think over time, I hadn't thought about it then, but I'm thinking now about, I, I think I had patience with myself. I didn't need to be as good as they were mm. immediately. Mm-hmm. I had time. I'm younger. I, I'll grow. I'll get it. Just need, I did, but I, I need some practice, you know, mm. and I got, I probably got kind of methodical given the fact of the type of schooling that I had, um, knowing that you got to practice things over and over and get better at them. What was Um, practice? What were you practicing? Well, I mean, so in school I was, you know, this is a different, this is a different decade. All right. So we're, we're memorizing multiplication tables and (laughs) all that. And that's a lot of repetition. Right. I mean, literally, I went I, I there was a stand I had gone to Catholic school and we literally wrote four times one, four times two, four, two, you know, right. and we're it's all that. Yeah. And I so I transferred that, though, into 
okay, hmm. we have six sessions. Every session starts with the kids in the amphitheater and we tell the rules. Oh. If I tell this joke, I usually get this kind of response. So oh, I tell the joke again. Yeah. And it may, that may piss off some of the faculty or the, the staff in terms of, oh, here we go again, or if you know what, <laughs> but for the kids, it's all new and they'd laugh. Yeah. And so that reinforces for reinforced for me that practice is good because then it, then it, it rolls off your tongue. It's mm -hmm. natural because it's second nature, et cetera. Yeah, that's interesting. So, sounds very calculating, doesn't it? But, no. but it's not. What, what I'm so struck about with that, Orpheus, is combining the thing that you did, that you did innately, that you did, that worked for you, but then also realizing externally what worked for you. That memorization worked for you. And then bringing that internally and saying, how can I use this thing, you know, with this other area and make that work? That's amazing. That memorization never worked for me. So that wouldn't work mm. for me. But I love that you took the external and brought in the tools from outside and applied them to your internal method. Mm. The methodology, yes. And, I, and, you know, I mean, that's just from... That's copying. I mean, I would see my mentors mm. doing the same sure. thing. Sure. He told the same joke, <laughs> you know, and it, is, it ain't that funny to me anymore, but <laughs> wow, they're all laughing. Like it's funny. That's so Ding. good. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> How did you end up focusing on independent schools? I was teaching in a, um, special ed kindergarten class at Sanchez Elementary in San Francisco Unified School District. It's about 89. And, um, and I was going in to get my credential and I just got a lot of rigmarole so I could, you know, teach in, in public schools. And this was special ed. And so there's extra credentialing you have to do. And I just was getting all this rigmarole and I was shocked because I'm thinking, I don't know. I mean, black male, I'm interested, I'm good at it. I think they'd be welcoming me, but they weren't. And mm -hmm. um, so then I ran into, I was actually referred by the credentialing person. She said, yeah, this is kind of, I don't know why this is an issue or, you know, why these things are happening. So why don't you talk to this other dude, he's doing this weird program and uh, it was called the Multicultural Alliance. And he was connected to independent schools and I had, I didn't know what an independent school was. Mm. So I go over and I check it out and, um, and I meet Brewster Ely, the head, and I name him because he, he really made a difference in my life. And I walk into his office and he's like, you know, I just, I heard your name and I had to hire you. Hmm. <laughs> so I was like, what? Who are you? Or he says, it was like, you know, um, as soon as I heard your name, I just, you're hired, you know? And I thought, oh, this is how it works with rich people. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. And, um, and he meant, he knew, he, he, he hoped I was really going to bring some diversity to the yeah. game, you know, and he hadn't met me yet, but as soon as we met, we vibed, it was cool. And I was going to be teaching in first grade. 
He was at the town um, school for boys then. That this is town school for yeah. boys. It was his second year. Mm. And um, and so so I jumped into this program to 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 learn under a master teacher. And uh, I taught in first grade and in fourth grade. Mm -hmm. And I really learned that there was a whole other world going on that I had no access to. And earlier, I had no knowledge of, yeah. I just, it was not, it was not made for me. Hmm. Um, but then I, but I have found three decades later that I'm very well suited for it, actually. Can you say more about what you mean when you say you're well, very well suited for it? Yeah, I, it, it, you know, whenever, when you're, if you're an entrepreneur or a business person, you, you have to find the ways that you stand out. Can't just be like your competition. Yeah. You know, um, there, there'll be a, a limit to how you'll be able to grow. And I, and in growing, it's not always quantitative, it's qualitative. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted, you know, so I need to, I need to be different. And I, I am, I mean, so there's just the fact that, so I'm the first African-American male to ever teach at that school. Wow. I thought, if this is like the 90s, and I'm yeah. thinking, did my grandmother do that first stuff, man? I mean, yeah. you know, what? You know, and, 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 and I'm thinking, you know, why do I need to do this? I mean, these people, you know, if they don't, if they haven't diversified by now, yeah. it's the 90s. Yeah. They're not even trying. Yeah. They don't really want, they don't really want to. They're playing games and I don't think I want to be a part of that. But then I thought, and I said, you know what? You have never, and most like those kids had never had a black man in their lives. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, you know, you, you, you did a good job. You, you, you know, you segregated out and you didn't have very many, you didn't have very many of us but you're going to have black people in your life now. Yeah. I'm a, I'm going to, and I'm, I showed up to everything. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm you're going to, you're going to get, you're going to get it in your life now. Yeah. I sh any, anything happening? There's Orf <laughs> black. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And, and, that as was a, my... and as a leader, <laughs> as a leader, right. I'm taking the, yeah, I'm not just trying to blend into the back yeah. and, yeah. and pretend like you don't know I'm there or, right. I, you know, maybe I can just slip. No, no, you're going to know I'm here. Right. Hello. And I'm going to, I'm coaching three sports. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm doing everything I can do because I'm going to be everywhere. Since you never had any black people, you're not going to, you will not know what hits you. <laughs> yeah. That was my attitude. Yeah. And, you know, it was, yeah. And then, and, and but the, I'm getting to your, to answer your question specifically, how do I mix? And so, and one of the things that was really important and I know, and you're going to hear this and, or people will hear this if they know about you and they're going to, and I don't know what they'll think, but this is the truth. Okay. Um, what happened is I ended up, I ended up making friends. I, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, these people who really, I didn't know if they had anything in connection with me and friends enough that uh, one of the guys who worked there, he was in the uh, PE department and um, he and I decided to room together. His name um, was Bill. So my husband, <laughs> that's right. And so, um, and in, 
and it said to me, I mean, and this guy, Bill, you know, he, he had grown up in this world. Yeah. And I hadn't. We had basketball in common, but our humor, I, I mean, but it just, it just, it just mixed, you know, and, and, you know, we were young at the time in our twenties and, and it made me feel like, yeah, you know, my jokes hit, you know, he, he laughs at them and I'm <laughs> laughing at his and I can, I can work this. I can do this. You know, yeah. we became close, but it, it helped propel me into, I mean, so, so, cause that was the social element. Yeah. Like, can I actually hang with these people? Right. Because yeah, you know, intellectually I was, I felt fine. Yeah. You know, I, I went to, I went to UC Berkeley and, and I was, I was fine. Yeah. <laughs> I could hang, fine. you know, yeah. politically, intellectually, academically, but socially I wasn't sure. Yeah. So he helped me with that. And then in the broader context today, I, what I, to mix in with being, you know, being un, not unique, but then authenticity, bringing that still, sadly there, I, I run into, I, I'm a lot of people's pretty much main black friend. Right. Or contact. Right. Connection. Right. And I have found that a lot of times when people's personal networks aren't diverse, their professional networks won't be either. Because, hmm. you know, everybody well, how do we, how do we, you know, how do I find diversity for my hiring situation? And I had to say that I think that it's easier when you have diversity in your personal life, it's much easier to find it in your professional life. Yeah. So what happens is um, I, I, again, I, I kind of stand out, I stick out, maybe I stick out probably like a sore thumb. Stand in some out. situations <laughs> <laughs> because I have this weird name, you know, and, 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 uh, you know, there's still a lower number of African-Americans in independent schools broadly, particularly in leadership. And so I stand out, stick out, but I'm approachable and I don't change myself very much. So the way I would, not exactly. I'm gonna say the way I speak in the hood, but yeah. I, but I'm pretty much me. Yeah. And um, that's very different for people. They don't encounter that, mm. but they can still do business with me. It's weird, mm. you know. So, so yeah. So I'd say that's kind of my answer. That, yeah. You dance by being you, which has always worked for you. It sounds like. Yeah, I'm a pro. Yeah, I, I'm able to do that authenticity of who I really am. And it doesn't, and people think they're going to be thwarted or scared away or, or it's going to be uncomfortable, but they're not. So it works. It's yeah. worked. Uh, I'm so, how do you, how do you keep going? Now we're in, I mean, you started, you started that experience in, the nineties and here we are in 2021 and I know you're still coming up against some stuff, you know, still being the only, yeah. Yeah. yeah but you know, <laughs> if you, 
I don't know how to exactly say this, but I'll say, say it. that when, when you've done a good job yeah. When and you get known for that, you start being able to decide who you want to be with. Right, right. So I don't mess, you know, I don't mess around with, you know, if someone is asking, I'm in the diversity space, and if someone is a leader, is trying to figure out, is this important? I don't have time for that. Right. Somebody needs to help that person. You know, it's consulting for somebody. I, um, if I can help find that person, fine, but it's not for me. Yeah. Um, I'm, in, you know, we, I have to know that somebody, somebody's on board and that, yeah, that, that I'm not going to be, I don't have much time. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to not yeah. going to be wasting my time. Yeah. And so, so that's one big yeah. piece. It's got to run deep. Yeah, it's, it, it really does. And that means that I understand that I'm learning still. I'll make mistakes and that they understand they're going to make mistakes yeah. and they're learning also. It's not about whether people make mistakes or not. And this is a big, this is a big mm. issue. It's not about whether people make mistakes or not. Mistakes will be made. It's whether people are hungry, whether they're hungry to change and learn. That's what I'm interested in. And if someone is, it's fine. We're all going to, we're going to, are going to make mistakes, but I need to know that they want to change. Yeah. I love that distinction. Hungry. Hung, they got to be hungry. And you know, you know, when people are hungry, you yep. just, you just do the sorts yep. of questions they ask, what they'll reveal to you, Yeah, how they challenge you. Mm. You know, I've had, I mean, this is very infrequent, but I will admit, I mean, I've had one or two situations where working with the head of one of these independent schools um, that's a member, at the end of a recruiting period, the head said to me, basically, that's, this isn't good enough. You know, I need, I need more diversity in the pool that you're bringing me. Hmm. And I kind of, initially, I sort of made excuses, but then I was like, you know what? Hmm. I really want to produce for this person because she had the guts to tell me what I did wasn't good enough. Hmm. And, you know, there, so there's a, di and there, so there's really a difference in who people are, whether you get defensive and you really just go in and yeah. won't relent or do you say, you know what, I, I should have done better. Yeah. And I'm going to, and I'm going to do better. Yeah. And so I, I'm still, you know, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still learning. Yeah. You know, but but um, but I can admit that there there are there have been those times and I did learn from them. And I and I learned that I admire people like that. She had, like I said, she had the guts to tell me because, you know, as a diversity consultant, she could have just said, well, I guess it's the best that can be done. Right. But she didn't she didn't settle for that. Right. And then so so she was hungry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She was not playing. And yeah. then that made me want to work harder. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is the thread I hear from going back to the beginning of our conversation. You were hungry. Mm -hmm. Somebody saw something in you and said that that's important. And you were hungry for more of it. Yeah, I, I, I was. They tapped in. It could have been 
I mean, the 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 elements of personality or 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 production, you know, just what I was showing in terms of my character, would have been pretty standard in one sense. But they figured out that identifying that for me then did strike some level of a hunger in me. Yeah, is what is just what I needed. Yeah, you know, um, because other than that, otherwise, I just I knew I was just average. Hmm. And I, I mean, and there's, it's not that average isn't, but I had more potential than that. Yeah, clearly. And other people will also. What have you discovered in your leadership role, leadership roles that you didn't expect? <laughs> that people would follow. Hmm. Um, I, I think there's a, there is a, there is something to followship. Sure. There's leadership, but there's followership. Yeah. And, um, well, um, it's, that's not really talked about a lot, but followship is as important as leadership to me, but you have to construct a, a, an environment where people feel that it that they want to follow yeah. you, follow your leadership, you know? And I think there's even, and even as an, as a leader, I think there is something to followship where you can allow your people to lead. You're in charge, but you're empowering people. You're allowing them to take the leadership so that, and you can follow. You're following behind them in a way that, you're 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 mentoring from behind yeah so that surprised i i I, i'd never thought about that Mm -hmm. uh leading from behind you know and 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 how fellowship interacted with that that was surprising um and just that um well and and (laughs) you know it's funny and maybe this happens as you just go along but but I've been, I just was surprised that I actually do have some ideas that some are novel and some were just worth, that I could say to myself, you know, I have enough years, even decades that I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I've, and, and that you, and then you, you jump into the space that your mentors were. So a, a big, big mentor of mine, I just, at the, you know, I used to think I'll never mm. have as much knowledge as a person. There's no way. Mm. And in the very narrow, specific thing that I do, I have as much or more knowledge now. And that surprises me because I was in, so in awe and, um, and very appreciative now, though, you know, that I got some leadership. Uh, yeah. from this person but um but that it that that absolutely it surprises me constantly but questions come my way and i mean it's there some of them are very complex but it comes to me and i and I, I i wouldn't think that it would i would be able to do that which is what i had mm. seen yeah well if that, all that makes sense but well um, what i heard in that was the quiet leader and then leading behind but then also moving in front as well and and really owning that and saying 
I can do that too. I do that well too. I I think you're right because uh, again, I was shy and I see myself as an introvert. Mm -hmm. Other, a lot of people don't, (laughs) but I'm a performative extrovert, you know, so, but I'm an introvert actually. And um, so again, you know, again, like I, I wasn't, I'm not really sure if I can lead those cheers. Right. You know, but now I'm, um, I'm leading these discussions. Yeah. And, um, and so the leading from behind thing is from being, I think, rather introverted. That's that good thing I can leave from, (laughs) because I'm not trying to be out in front. Right. Right. I, I, that's so great, Orpheus. That's like such a, that's such a thread from, you know, the, the story you told at the beginning of at Camp Mendocino, you know, and the, and the mama jokes and the performance and all that. And that was not you. You were the quiet leader. And then being able to decide to, you know, this, in this space, I want to lead from behind. And in this space, I'm now just because I've been doing it for so long, able to lead in the front as well, but in your own way. In my own way. Yeah. Yeah, that's yep. great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking time out of your travels and your busy schedule to talk to me, Orpheus. It's always a pleasure. Cool. Oh, yeah, it's great. And this is cool. And good luck to, to you in, in this endeavor. And I mean, it sounds great. And I'm honored also to, to have been asked. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to How I Live Through This. I really appreciate it and certainly don't take it for granted. My goal for this podcast is to get support where it's needed. If you're so moved, please check out the organizations mentioned by my guest and consider how you might assist. Rating and reviewing How I Live Through This will also help amplify these heart-centered leaders striving to make equitable change in the world. Thanks so much.